0: Love Talk Radio. Who is January Jones? She is not a young, beautiful, talented actress on Mad Men. She is not an older, gorgeous, exotic dancer from the Johnny Carson Show. She is an author, and she wrote, Thou Shall Not Wine, the 11th Commandment, that reads number one at Amazon.com. She is a reality TV golf personality with World High Stakes Golf televised on HDNet. She is a humorist and winologist expert. She is your featured host today on January Jones Sharing Success Stories. So sit back, relax, and get ready to laugh and listen to Ms. Jones with her eclectic roster of guests as you learn life's lessons. These stories plus sharing equals success. Welcome and remember, beware because you are entering the no whining world of January Jones.
1: Hello everyone. I'm January Jones and I would like to welcome you to our show. Before we begin, I'd like you to meet my co-host. This is Ginger Ale. She's our new puppy, and she's going to help me co-host my show with the opening and at the closing, so you'll get to see her again. Now, for my listeners, let me ask you a question. Would you like to learn more about what it's like to be an author, what it's like to be a speaker, or a motivational coach? Tell me. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be a real radio personality? Do you wish you could meet someone who has worked with Mary Wilson of the Supremes? Yes, the Supremes. Now, are you ready to make some big changes in your life and get some really helpful lessons? If you can answer yes or maybe to any of these questions, then you are in the right place. And I would like to welcome you to January Jones Sharing Success Stories. Now, it's time to relax, sit back, go get some wine, get some cheese and crackers, and you can join me in the No Wine Zone. Now, let me tell you a little bit about my guest today. He is a motivational speaker. He's an award-winning author, and he's an award-winning radio personality, too. His first book, One Door Closes, Overcoming Adversity by Following Your Dreams, was published in 2013 and is currently being adapted to a documentary film that will be due out in 2023. (laughs) His second book, Reflections of a Love Supreme, Motown Through the Eyes of Fans, was named Best Music Book by the National Indie Excellence Award. Every Wednesday morning, you can hear Motown Tom, as he's now called, on WCUW, where he hosts the Motown Jukebox, spinning the very best of the Motown sound and some of the really, really juicy stories behind the music. Today, it's my pleasure to welcome to our show, Motown Tom Ingracias. Hi, Tom. How are you doing today?
2: Hi, January. I'm fine. How are you doing?
1: Oh, great. It's so exciting to have you back and help me start up my first live TV Talk Network podcast. I'll be doing this live now every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. So just go to Talk4TV.com every week throughout the next coming year. Tom, it was nice to have you back with us and share your many success stories again. Let's begin. I'm curious, to know how have you managed to get through the pandemic?
2: Well, first of all, Junior, I have to I have to say this is exciting for me, too, because you and I have known each other for almost a decade now, and this is the first time we're seeing each other face to face.
1: Oh my gosh! I never it's,
2: because it's only been on the it's only been on the radio before. So we're seeing each other face to face for the first time since yeah. we've known each other.
1: <laughs> this is really fun. You're looking good.
2: <laughs> as, as are you. Thank you. <laughs> well, to, to your to your question, mm-hmm. uh, the the pandemic was it, it was an interesting time for me in so many ways. Uh, for for me, it, it didn't impact my life as much as it impacted some people's lives because I work from home to begin with. Oh, okay. So, you know, so I didn't, so I didn't have to make that transition uh, that, you know, that, so from that perspective, it really was not that different for me. Mm-hmm. No. Where the pandemic did have a, a major impact on my work is that we were about a year into filming the documentary based on one door closes yeah. and of course we had to totally shut down production for about 18 months
1: oh, which, oh. which
2: which put us behind schedule we ended up losing some grant funding um that that uh that we could have had the biggest impact though is that um as you as you may know mary wilson
0: was mm-hmm. going
2: to provide the narration for the documentary Oh, and of yeah. course we couldn't. Of course we couldn't. We couldn't film her segments and and the narration until we were further into the production. And sadly, very unexpectedly, Mary died in February of 2021 before we could even begin filming her, uh, filming her her segments of the documentary. In fact, um, she and I had just been talking four days before she died to oh, set wow. up to start to set up the schedules and to, to, to get her part of the documentary in progress. So, so it was an, it was an interesting time for me. Um, and, and also in the midst of all that, um, I was one of the fortunate ones who, who did not contract COVID. However, in the midst of the pandemic, I ended up in the ICU for five days because I developed sepsis. And, and so um <laughs> i did i did come very close to dying during the pandemic but uh several surgeries and several hospitalizations later i'm back to my former self oh. or, or not former self even a better self i'm back to my better self
1: <laughs> oh wonderful well tom before we go into the rest of the interview we're going to take a short break. And I'm going to share with everyone some information about my book, Thou Shalt Not Whine, The 11th Commandment. Have you ever met someone who was unforgettable? Someone who has touched your heart and soul? People who have faced difficult problems? People who have struggled to find solutions? People who fearlessly shared their stories? molestation, runaway kids, child abuse, drug abuse, polygamy, unemployment, scandal, and starting over. Then there are my guests dealing with difficult physical struggles such as blindness, cancer, and birth defects that are beyond traumatic. My guests have all been exciting, eclectic, and energizing. They have amazed, amused, and even astonished me. I have adored getting to meet them, and I adore sharing them with you.
0: Lately, there's a whining epidemic in our world. People are even whining about whining. Are you sick and tired of listening to everyone whining all the time? So was January Jones, the author of Thou Shall Not Whine, the 11th commandment that reached number one at Amazon.com.
1: This is January Jones with my wonderful guest, Tom Gracia, who is visiting with us today. And I can tell you, Tom is not a whiner because he is a true winner. (laughs) (laughs) Tom, before we go on, let's share your contact information and share with our listeners where they can get your books and also how they can listen to your radio show.
2: All right. Well, uh the best way to, to connect with me January is through my website which is ingrassiaproductions.com and there's a there's a link uh, where people can connect with me via email at uh, ingrassiaproductions.com that also has um my upcoming speaking schedule and the 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 schedule of my radio shows. Uh my books, both books, One Door Closes Overcoming Adversity by following your dreams and reflections of a love supreme are both available from amazon but they also are both available on the website as well and if you order through the website i'll even sign the book for you oh okay that
1: is, <laughs> yeah, that is. <laughs> that's a great idea it's a wonderful gift and i have both the
2: books and they're marvelous well of course you're in one door closes you're one, yeah. of, the, you're one of the you're one of the 16 guides in that book to uh to help people find their way through the maze of life so uh yeah. that's that's uh, i'm i'm so thrilled that that you know that we have that connection as well yeah
1: we can both pat each other on the shoulder yeah. exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah. um
2: and then yeah. on, and then on on wednesdays uh yeah. I, my my radio show the Motown jukebox uh, uh, yes on wednesdays i morphed into Motown tom and uh I'm on WCUW 91.3 FM in Worcester, Massachusetts. And the show airs live from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time. So I'm on for, I'm on for four hours and four hours of live radio. Wow. It, yes. But, you know, but I get to, I get to, to spin all the, all these wonderful Motown songs. And as you said in the intro, I tell the stories behind the music. And people can listen online at WCUW.org forward slash listen. And again, it's Wednesdays from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time.
1: Great. You know, before I went on hiatus, I was doing uh, six shows a week. Wow. And the thought of doing four hours in a row is really (laughs) amazing. Now, when you talk about your career, would you share with us uh, if there was anyone in particular who you credit or helped you become successful?
2: There are there are so many people, but I, I have to honestly say, January, that um, I wouldn't be sitting here today talking with you, and I wouldn't have accomplished all the things that I have accomplished uh, in life were it not for the inspiration of, of Mary Wilson. She really mm-hmm. has been, was, and, and continues to be the most inspirational person in my life because she's the one who really taught me, to believe in myself and to believe in my dreams. Um you know, you, you know my story very well. I, I fell in love with the Supremes back in 1964 when I was 11 years old and when I saw them on Ed Sullivan that that first time in in, in December of 1964, you know, I was 11 years old but I said to my mother, I'm going to meet them someday. Yeah. Um, sure, yeah, right, sure. Of course, you know, I'm I'm this little white bread boy living in upstate New York, but you know, but but something something about their Persona just touched the very depths of my soul, and I knew that I wanted to connect with with uh, with, with that aura somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I I finally met Mary Wilson for the first time in 1972. I was 19 years old and in college, and I interviewed her for a project I was working on. Oh, right. Okay. She saw something in me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she saw potential, whatever, and she kind of took me under her wing and nurtured me. And and then eventually in 2000, she actually offered me a job. And I mean, that was my dream. That was my dream come true. And that really was the start of everything. Before that, I'd worked in higher education. I was in, I worked in higher education for 25 years, but I always knew there was always this, this showbiz thing sort of calling to me and pulling, pulling at me. And, and, uh, once I started working for Mary, doors started opening, uh, that's when I I really decided to go into the the motivational business because all my colleagues in higher education kept saying to me, well you actually made your dreams come true, yeah. and you have to get out there and start telling people how you did that, how you've achieved these things mm-hmm. because we all want to do that too, and so that was the genesis of my motivational speaking work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the motivational speaking work then led to writing the first book, One Door Closes, which is about people who had to overcome really adverse life situations in order to live into their dreams. Yeah. And, then the, and then the radio show came along in 2014. And uh, when I was offered the opportunity to do the radio show on WCUW, that again, that was a childhood dream of mine. You know, I grew up in, I grew up uh, outside of New York City, and I listened to all those great uh, New York DJs growing up, and I always said I want to be just like Cousin Brucey, and I want to be just like uh, Herb Oscar Anderson and, and, and Chuck Leonard and Dan Ingram. Mm-hmm. And here, all of a sudden, fifty years later, mm-hmm. I had the opportunity, <laughs> and I didn't know I, I I didn't know if I could do it. And what a, what did I do? As I do with did with so many life decisions, I I got in touch with Mary and I said, Mary, they want me to do a radio show. I don't know if I can do it, and she said you can do it you know this is your dream you take you take this and you make it your own so so she really is the person who taught me to 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 live into my dreams to believe in my dreams and to believe that my dreams could come true no matter how fantastical Mm -hmm. they were
1: what an amazing mentor to have uh, you're so lucky. I, I had Mary on my show as yep. you know, with you. And that show, even in reruns, gets some of the highest gradings I've ever had. Uh, she and I were both from uh, Detroit, Motown, right, yeah. girls, Motown girls. But uh, she went on and had a much different career path. So <laughs> successful. I mean, those gals, they were just in their teens when it all happened for them, weren't they?
2: They, they were, they were, they were 16 when they signed their first Motown recording contract. Um, and, and, uh, but, but, you know, I, I'm not the only one who benefited from, from Mary's mentoring. She had an innate ability to see in others, especially to see in young people, what we didn't, couldn't see in ourselves. And she had an ability to bring those talents and those skills out and to help us, to realize our full potential. And she did that for so, so many young people along, along the way. I mean, she, she, I, I would say that that was even more than, than her singing. That was her greatest gift, her, her nurturing of young people's um, aspirations and her ability to see, see those things and, I, and bringing people together. Because the people that I've met through Mary Wilson are lifelong friends yeah and so many people that I would never have had the opportunity to meet uh so so she she played a a major role in my life now, having said that, I mean obviously, my parents were very influential because even when they didn't understand what I was doing, even when they thought i was I was uh kind of crazy and not really knowing what i was what I was doing, <laughs> they always supported me and said, you know you you do whatever whatever you need to do, you do that um, and, and my wife, Barbara, because when Mary Wilson offered me that job, um, you know, I was, I was working at the university. I had to make a decision. Do I give up this secure job with benefits to go off into the unknown? Um, and, and, you know, Barbara said, I know this is your dream. You have to, You have to pursue this and I'll do whatever I need to do to help you to get there. So, so, you know, I, I, I've had all along the way, every step of my journey, I've had people who, uh, you know, were, were there to kind of support me and to kind of push me forward, even when I had doubts.
1: Yeah, and it's such a wonderful success story. Um, Tom, before we go on, uh, when we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit more with you about the documentary. But right now, I'd like my listeners to learn a little bit about who killed Kennedy. Who do you think had the money, the means, and the motive to commit the perfect crime of the last century?
0: Let me ask you a question. Are you still wondering who killed Kennedy? Over 50 years later, the assassination is still a mystery. It is unfinished business for our country. Now get ready for a theory that you've never heard before but will make more sense than any other conspiracy theory that you've ever heard in the past. January Jones speaks the unspeakable in her book Jackie Ari and Jack the tragic love triangle connecting Jackie and Aristotle Onassis romantically prior to JFK's assassination. Did you know that Ari was Jackie's guest in the White House during the JFK funeral? He was the only non-family member who was invited by Jackie to stay there during the funeral. Aristotle Onassis was one of the wealthiest men in the world, with the means, the motive, and the money to order an assassination that was the perfect crime of the last century. Ari needed class, and Jackie needed cash. They were perfect for each other. Now, what is Camelot? It is but another tragic love triangle. Jackie, Ari, and Jack is available at JanuaryJones.com, Amazon.com, and Audiobooks.com, read by Ms. Jones.
1: My guest, Tom Ingracias, sharing, and he's now known as Motown Tom. Tom, tell us briefly a little bit about the documentary, and I know you've had some postponement, but it will come out in 2023. And then I want to hear more about your radio show.
2: All right, well... Um... January, the, the documentary, again, is, is another one of those dream come true projects in, in my life because uh, when, when Jared and I first wrote One Door Closes back in 2013, and again, the book itself uh, profiles 16 people from all walks of life um, who overcame seemingly insurmountable obstacles to achieve their dreams. And you know much like some of your books, there are people who dealt with um, really life-threatening Uh, illnesses, unemployment, homelessness, uh, drug addiction, depression, child, uh, 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 not child abuse, but uh, bullying. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, And
2: and, uh, when the book came out, we knew that there was was power in those stories. And I said to Jared right from the start, we need to make this into a documentary film to make it available to, to more people. Um, it, it, you know, and it's taken us almost ten years to get to this point, but um, we finally, about four years ago, found the right woman to direct the movie.
1: Uh,
2: Anna, Anna Walsh is our director, and interestingly, Anna knows one of the people in the book. And out of the blue, one, and I, I had I had interviewed several other potential directors, um, and I just I couldn't find a person that I felt was the right fit for how we wanted this project to move forward. Mm -hmm. Out of the blue, I get this call several years ago uh, from Anna, and and she said, you know, I know Corey, and Corey tells me that that you're making a documentary based on One Door Closes. I want to, you know, I want to direct a documentary. Do you think we could work together? And within five minutes, I knew she was the one. Okay. yeah, and, and, and she and I, we work so well together. Uh-huh. What we've done with the documentary is yeah. um, we've pulled four of the stories from the documentary. And so the center, the documentary itself is going to be called One Door Closes Corey's Courage. Oh. And, and, and Corey Verano is uh, a, a, one of the people in the book, obviously. When she was 12 years old, she was diagnosed with cancer in her femur. And so her story is about her journey from 12 years old to adulthood, um, you know, how when she was a child, she thought she was going to die. She, you know, she really didn't, she had a future. She is now, um, She she's an adult. She is a, she's a physician because she just she wanted to go into the medical field to help others the way she was helped. And finally, about three years ago, she made the decision to simply have that leg amputated because she had had... 25 or 30 surgeries because the the the, the, uh, the, the bones kept breaking. And mm-hmm. finally, she said, I want to be able to do things that I've never been able to do in my life. So her story is so inspiring. So hers is the second piece of the documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, but also featured in the documentary is going to be uh, Ken McDonald, who mm-hmm. suffered a traumatic brain injury when he was in a bicycling accident.
1: Yeah.
2: She, Sherry um- Yes, Thank Sherry Ken Payne. Best, too. yes, yes Ken, yes. Ken was on the show. Uh-huh. Sherry Payne. Sherry also was on the show with you, Sherry mm-hmm. Payne, formerly of the Supreme. Yeah. And you know, you would think that someone like Sherry Payne would would have supreme confidence in herself, mm-hmm. all the things she's achieved, but she has battled depression her entire life, really, because of something that her father said to her when she was a child and she didn't win a talent competition and he said you were you weren't very good you're not really good enough oh dear and so, she, yeah. and so she has and so she has had to deal with that her whole life and so even when she was at the height of her success with the supreme she never felt that she was worthy of that success. Oh, that's uh, and so and so she shares her story and then june montero from the group the 60s group the toys and june has been on the show as well
1: yeah uh
2: and and, and june shares her story of battling throat cancer. And of course, for a singer, throat cancer is, I mean, that's the most devastating diagnosis you can get, but mm-hmm. she it. she's back out performing with, with her group. And uh, so so they're all four really powerful stories mm-hmm. of overcoming and of success and of hope and of healing. Yeah. And, and so they're well, going to
1: be- Let me uh, ask you a question, Tom, with uh, Mary passing, uh, yes. who is going to be the narrator now have you found someone
2: else well i i have someone in mind I, i'm not going to say i'm not going to say it right now because it, it's <laughs> going to be kind of a, a, a surprise and we haven't worked out the details but i'm going to do i've decided i'm going to do some of the narration okay. Myself. okay good but we've also decided that we're not we're not going to have a lot of narration we really want the stories to tell themselves
1: okay. and and
2: the other good thing that came from the, the pandemic shutdown is it gave anna and i a chance to take a step back and look at the direction we were taking the documentary. And we have completely shifted the focus because originally all four of the stories were going to be integrated. Okay. And we were kind of struggling with fitting all the stories together. So now they're going to be four standalone stories. So it's going to be a four chapter documentary.
1: Okay. Well, and, and it
2: really and it really works that much better because it allows each story to be told more fully and for the focus to be on that story at the time rather than shifting back and forth from story to story to story so so it it really it it really is going to be a, a a film that is going to be inspiring and give people hope and you know right now in this world we're living in we need a we need all the hope we can get
1: that That's for sure, and uh, Tom, when you get closer to the premiere, I definitely want to have you back, and I want to have your four stars of the documentary back, so we can share that with my listeners. Um, now switching topics, tell me about this Motown Tom existence. Created.
2: <laughs> well,
1: well, I'm very really impressed. Four hours a day? Are you kidding me?
2: <laughs> well, well, only, only on Wednesdays. I only do it one day a week, but four hours <laughs> one day, uh, one day is, is, a, is a lot. But uh, you know, as, as as you know, January, I I grew up listening to the music of Motown, and you know, and it is it is the music that inspired everything that I that I've done in my life.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Um, and as I said earlier in the show, I always wanted to have my own radio show. Um, and it wasn't until, um, nine years, I've been doing the show now for nine years. It wasn't until, it wasn't until nine years ago. So I was in my late Mm fifties and it's interesting how the opportunity for the, for the Motown jukebox on WCUW came about because I was at WCUW doing an an interview on one of their shows about one door closes and the interview was over and i was getting up to leave the studio and it just so happened that um the station director troy tyree was running the soundboard that day and i'm as i'm leaving the studio he said no no tom wait hold on wait a minute sit back down he said (laughs) would you like to have your own radio show and i looked at him and i said well only since i was 11 years old (laughs) And, and he said, oh, "I need someone to take over the Wednesday morning, uh, nine to one slot. Would oh, you yeah. be interested?" And I said, "When wow. can I start?" <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was it. So that was that was in late November, and I did my first show uh, the first week of January of 2014. Oh wow! So I've been doing it for nine years now. Now I I have to tell you, it's, it, it's been quite an evolution because the the first year or so. Um, you know, I was still so nervous and that, that first, that first show, I mean, I was sure I was going to wreck the equipment, that I wasn't <laughs> going to know what I was doing. Um, but I, you know, another one of the DJs came in and sat with me to make sure that I didn't screw anything up. Sure. But for, this, for, this, for about the first year or so, I went into the studio every Wednesday with every word scripted. Yeah. Everything that came out of my mouth was, was scripted.
1: Uh-huh. Now.
2: Um, so I have, I have my playlist, so I know what songs I'm going to play, but I don't script any, any of my dialogue. What comes out of my mouth is what comes out of my mouth. And, and I love sharing the stories behind the music. It's, it, it's part music, it's part history lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, and,
1: and, oh, yeah.
2: yeah, you know, and, I, and I, I have listeners around the world. I have people listening in England in, in Sweden. I just heard uh, last week from somebody who was, who was listening uh, in France, and and so it, it's just it, it's so wonderful for me to be able to for four hours a week to sit there and play this music that I love so much and to share that to share that music and to share that history with with my listeners, because, it, you know, it, it, it's history that I don't want us to lose and You know, we're losing so many of our music performers now, you know, almost every day now when you pick up the newspaper you see that another, another one of the stars from the sixties and seventies has, has passed. And, 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 you know, so we need to do as much as we can to preserve that history. And I, I, I'm so thankful to WCUW and to Troy for giving me that opportunity, because the other thing is I, you know, I don't have somebody standing over me telling me what I can and can't play. I get to, um, Decide for myself what my playlist is every week, and I usually build a show around a, around a theme. So right now, what I'm doing, I've been for about the past three months. I've been going through what I call the Motown Alphabet, letter by letter. So so this week, <laughs> tomorrow, my show tomorrow is the Motown Alphabet brought to you by the letter W. Okay. So it's going to be four hours of Motown songs, all of which start with the letter W. Now, like, where did our love go? Where were you? Uh, where do I go from here? Uh, who 's loving you so so you know it, and it's, it 's fun for me to to decide on a theme and then to pick out the songs for that, but it also you know it also gives me a framework to build the show around each week so that it doesn 't get stale and boring.
1: That's true. And I'm, you know, it's nice to know there is truly, truly a method. Yes. <laughs> There's a method in work here. Speaking method. of methods, I'm going to share with my listeners one of my books, Priceless Personalities. Tom is also featured in these Priceless Personalities books, and uh, you can uh, hear all about it right now.
0: the heal, an inspiring laughter yoga instructor, a mother dealing with the loss of a child, an incredible motivational speaker, a woman who married five times, a gifted paranormal nurse, a wise economist, a funny female humorist, along with an older man sharing his sweet childhood in the deep south. January's guests are all amazing and amusing. You will never forget meeting them. Go to Amazon.com for your own priceless experience.
1: Welcome back with Tong Tom. Tom, let me ask you a question. If you could have dinner with any famous person in the world, who would you choose to invite to dinner with you?
2: Oh, that is such a that's such a hard question, January. Because there's living or dead? <laughs> <laughs> right, there, could be. There, there are because there there are so so many people I would I would like to sit down with. Um, I'll, I'll right up the top. I'm I'm going to say this because I, actually I was asked a similar question um, a few weeks ago for uh, a magazine interview that I was doing, and I said that I really would love to sit down and have breakfast or dinner with. Um, barack and michelle obama oh uh, first of all because i admire them so much i admire the way they've structured their lives i admire the things that they've done but also because they have a production a film production company and maybe they would be interested in the documentary
1: <laughs>
2: so, <laughs> okay. there's a little self-interest there
1: uh, okay that's a that's a good guess i i loved her book i thought she was just uh, very helpful very truthful and shared a lot of insight into what it is being a public figure. Yeah. Well, for you, Tom, what advice do you have for any of my listeners who are interested in writing a book or having a radio show or creating a film? What advice would you give young people or old people too? Or,
2: or old, yes. Old. You know, I, I, I think that, that January is maybe my first Piece of advice is that you're never too old to fulfill a dream. Uh, you know, in fact, it, you know, it, it's something that that Mary Wilson said over and over again. This is this is something that she said in all of her um, dare to dream motivational lectures, and something that she instilled in me. She always said, you know, I don't care if you're 28 or 48, 68 or 88. Never give up your dreams. It's never too late. To, to live into your dreams, uh, you know, and you have to have the courage to follow your heart. And so I think my, my advice is just to, to go for it. If there's something that speaks to your heart, no matter how crazy an idea it may seem, if it's something that you're passionate about, if it's something that inspires you, if it is something, again, that speaks to your heart, don't hold back. Jump take the opportunity, what's the worst thing that can happen? Mm -hmm. It doesn't work out. And if it doesn't work out, if plan A doesn't work out, then you go on to plan B or plan C. Mm -hmm. You know, we can only regret the chances that we don't take. And if you don't, if you don't seize that opportunity when it's right there in front of you, Mm -hmm. you may Mm -hmm. never have that chance again. That, you know, that, that's why when Mary Wilson offered me that job uh, years ago, that's what, even, even though, I was scared to death. I grabbed it because I knew if I didn't say yes right then and there, I wouldn't have had that opportunity again. And, and you know, look what's happened. That, that led to everything else that has happened in my life. So uh, you have to take risks. It, you yep. have to take risks.
1: Yes, and I'm living proof of your advice because, yep. you know, I never wrote my, my first book. I was 50 years old when I wrote it. And since then, I've had five other books that have followed. And uh, so it's, it's never too late to do something like you And my motto is, if you dream it, you can do it. It's
2: absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, and, and especially, especially with writing, I think so often what holds people back from starting that writing process is so often we think that we have to you know, sit down and write, start from chapter one and write things in order and the other the other piece of advice i give especially for people who want to write a book is just let the thoughts flow jot things down as they come into your head um, and then go back and make order out of them don't don't get caught up in having the manuscript be perfect the first time through because it's not going to be and you know and, and, and uh, you know and I, and I guess that's one of my other pieces of advice is is um, you know it we we also we roadblock ourselves when we strive for perfection mm-hmm. i i would much i would much rather uh have people make progress rather than striving for perfection and to strive for excellence rather yeah. than perfection but but you you know you can't you can't expect something to be perfect the first time through you yeah know, it's, it's an evolution it's a process and you have to give that process the time that it takes for sure and as you and i both
1: know when you've written a book, you will have edit, after edit, after <laughs> edit.
2: And, and <laughs> even then, when it comes out, you'll find something else that, oh, oh, I, yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, you when you finally hold the book in your hand and read it, and then you yeah. think, oh, my gosh, I could, yeah, wish right. I could do that over, or uh, I, I would have done it differently. So that's part of the writing process. You know, I want to thank you so much for sharing uh, your advice and your success story with my listeners today. I hope we've been informative and inspiring. My upcoming guests will all be eclectic, energizing, and exciting. I'm looking forward to having uh, Sporty King on the show next week. So he'll be a fun guest. And he's also featured in my book. My thought for the day, as a (laughs) 78-year-old senior, it's not my age that bugs me, it's all the side effects of (laughs) aging. And I think, Tom, you know what I'm talking about. Oh,
2: I most certainly do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So now I would like to thank all of you for entering the No Wine Zone. And please share our stories and our show with everyone you know. And remember... And I don't have to tell you this, Tom. Everyone, stop whining and start smiling. And if that doesn't work, then you can just start eating chocolate, lots and lots mm-hmm. of chocolate. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Tom. And I want Ginger to say goodbye to everyone. Take I care. I <laughs> <laughs> to wave to you. <laughs> Everyone, take care and stay safe until we meet again next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is January Jones saying take care.
0: We want to thank you for listening to January Jones Sharing Success Stories. Always remember Ms. Jones' personal mantra, if you can think it, you can do it. That's what all of our guests have done with their lives and so can you. You are the ultimate success coach in your own life. All you need to do will be to start sharing your own story with your family and friends. We hope that our guest stories will encourage you to explore an equation in your future that will combine your creativity plus connecting with others will enable you to be successful too. Always remember, your passion plus your purpose will equal prosperity as you explore the wonderful world of January Jones.